0: Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show
1: description to support now.
0: Hi everyone, it's Helen here. You know, at our podcast, we were wanting to centre the perspectives of people who look like us and women, as well as marginalised people who have been historically pushed to the sideline of conversations. So if you haven't already, we welcome you to engage through our Instagram or Facebook page by leaving a comment or simply support us by subscribing our podcast from Acast, Apple, Spotify and Google. It will make a huge differences to increase our visibility and centering the conversations we have from our pod. Enjoy today's episode.
1: Hey guys, it's Jessie. Hi, it's Helen here. And we're sounding really, really <laughs> sprightly and all like full of whiteness <laughs> because we're actually together.
0: Yeah, we're recording from our brother's garage, downstairs yeah. garage, because we're catching up today. Yeah, yeah, midway between the Central Coast and Redfern.
1: Yeah. A, a location unidentified. <laughs> it's a mystery. It's a mystery yeah okay so where should we start today also Helen um it's I just want to describe the weather because that's a really super white thing to do <laughs> yeah um it's super hot and bright and like this is part of the reason why like so often I feel like I want to be somewhere else in Australian summers like mm. I know that people might think oh you're so fucking lucky why are you complaining but like um, there's something about like the heat and the combination of heat and brightness like mm-hmm. absolutely blinding brightness during the day in Sydney that is, like, really, like, oh, God, please just get me into, like, a small cabin where I have, like, low lights, <laughs> dim low lights, you know? It's just, like, really in your face. It's like it's like being shouted at. You wake up in the morning and yeah. pe- and the sun is, like, saying, fucking get up and do something, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Sometimes you think it's optimistic, but sometimes
0: the brightness is very aggressive as well. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, it's just, like, telling that if you don't do something, you're wasting your life.
1: Yeah, that's exactly why, I ha- yeah, like, so, um... Earlier this week, my couple friends and I went mm. to see The Dry. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I have some thoughts. Number one, uh-huh. Eric Banner is fucking hot. How uh-huh. did I never know that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's so good. He's so hot. Anyway, it really, the film really captures um absolute fucking suicidal inducing bleakness of the, the landscape of Australia. Mm. Oh, yeah. Like you you and I were with yeah, both friends. we've read the Jane book. Harper's, and we loved yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I thought the movie was absolutely great.
0: Okay. I really loved has it. it. Um, my it friends actually, didn't
1: like it as much. Has it presented as much as?
0: Yeah, I thought like, it was a very, book.
1: very good and faithful adaptation. Okay. I thought it was okay. like, really fantastic. good. Um, some of my friends said that it was slow. I I didn't find it slow or dreary uh-huh. or anything. It Kind of really reminded me of the horrifying nature of what it is, the reality of what it means to live in. The Ooh, yeah, Australia. Yeah, yeah, it's it fucking is. bleak, man. Yeah, it is and we so just fucking flat.
0: Experience like the worst. Was it? Would it be called worst? Like the yeah. bushfire in 2019, 2020. Yeah. and now you know talking about this film. I mean, I haven't, I haven't seen the film, but from the book, mm. you know, the bleakness. Yeah, it's just there's no hope. When you see, everything is so dry. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And <laughs> no lies comes out yeah. from that kind of land. I know, yeah. yeah it's just so, really,
1: so sad. Yeah. Um, so I went to bed that night. I stayed up real late because we went to see a really late session. Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't feel like a chalk top at that point. It was like 9 uh, yeah. o'clock. When we, uh-huh. So I bought yeah. choc tops to take home with me. Okay. And I still haven't consumed it. Okay. Yeah, I love the Palos <laughs> chalk tops. But anyway, um, I went home and I found it very hard to sleep that night. Okay. And then I went back to my friends the following night mm-hmm. and talked to them about it because yes. like they're fucking geniuses and we're fucking geniuses. <laughs> but like we were, I was saying like I found it really hard to sleep that night because I found the film really kind of traumatizing to watch as a woman because number 1, it involved a, like a death of a young yeah, woman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um I, that was my second point, but my first uh-huh. point was like just like what I mentioned the bleakness of Australian landscape. It's mm-hmm. so depressing. Mm-hmm. And the film really captures that so well. Mm-hmm. And then the second point was yeah, um no no female characters in the movie, th- therefore the f- book had any kind of optimistic Outlook in their lives, or anything optimistic Uh to look Uh towards. Like Miranda Tapswell's character, she's the wife of the um, police officer that helps Eric Banner solve the case. Um, She's like she's not in any dire situation, you know. Mm -hmm. She's she's pregnant though, so in my head, a pregnant woman is like somehow constrained. In my head, (laughs) like she's like. She's got, You're limited. She's, on, well, yeah, exactly. Yeah, her freedom yeah, and her when that baby comes out, exactly. her yeah. life is gonna fucking like <laughs> be ruined. That's what I think. <laughs> yeah, um, that's how I feel about motherhood. Um, like the absolute um, a paralyzing nature of motherhood is, yes. is why okay. I just that's yeah. how I feel about motherhood. Uh-huh. And then like um, Gre- Greta, Gretel. I think is the name of the love interest who like Eric Banner you know gets involved with she uh, she's was a single mother, yeah, 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 single mother, um and then you know the the wives and the grandmother mm-hmm. like um and of obviously Ellie, the woman who was like killed um mm-hmm. and we find out at the end what had happened to her mm-hmm. um it was just so fucking depressing, like as a woman.
0: Yeah, they, you're just left with yet another
1: narrative uh-huh, talking about yeah. how awful it is to be a woman. woman
0: yeah that's true I agree with you I yeah. think it's it's a move I think it's a story that really shows how depressive um I think it's so depressing in the sense that um, not only not only the like the outback I think basically a lot of regional areas when you don't get a lot of funding I think yeah. and resources which the book have pointed out um, bits of how. Lack of the resources that they can get for the inv- investigation, wasn't it? That's mm. why it was like kind of like a cold case. It was yep. never really truly known about what had happened. Happen, yeah, they
1: just assumed yeah, that the husband. Ago. The lack of resources yeah. and just the bleak landscape, like yeah. me and space. Like, I often say this when I go to my sister's place in the suburbs. Not you, <laughs> another sister. Um, out in the suburbs, I want to kill myself <laughs> because it's it so looks, bleak. Yeah, like yeah. suburbia to me just is like. Wrist, it's just very re- wrist slicing repetitive. kind of yeah, weather yeah. not like as in wrist slicing kind <laughs> of, Um, I shouldn't say that without warning people that this, but yeah it's something about large spaces that makes me really anxious and like mm. want to kill myself mm-hmm.
0: Okay, so on a lighter note <laughs> should we mention Pix's soul? Because I think you want to mention a, uh, last, week. last week, yes oh, we, we kind of ran out of the time <laughs>
1: okay. Your dog is currently
0: smelling my underarm <laughs> Yeah, so we have two my two dogs yeah. with
1: us as well. Jakey. Yeah. Okay, so if you hear any ruffling, it's them it's like the shaking dogs. their head. Yeah. Um. So Soul is um a movie. Helen. Um. Why don't you give us a synopsis? Okay, so the protagonist Joe Gardner. He's a.
0: The film began with him teaching
1: conducting, conducting a, a school, school band. Yeah,
0: which was very messy. Bad, yeah, yeah I know, it was so funny. Yeah. <laughs> and then out of nowhere, there was this like the an ex student. Connie. Oh, right. An Asian Asian girl. bonus. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, So amazing. Played like a very improvised tune. Yeah. Yeah. And he was amazed and he made some comments and then he was offered by the head of the school that he's Got a full-time job. full-time, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but I think it was... A couple of scenes later that he was like offered in a gig. A
1: gig as well, as which is something pianist. that he
0: yeah, yeah at a bar with um, yeah, someone a, like a, a very famous female
1: jazz. um singer. Yeah. What was her name again?
0: Dorothy or
1: Dorothy. Dorothy Parker. <laughs> no, that's a famous writer. Yeah, Dorothy someone. Dorothy someone. Yeah. And um and, and He then said that his
0: that's his dream. Dream, yeah, to play with yeah.
1: her. And um on his way out he falls into a a manhole. Yeah, a manhole. A,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's uh no, no,幸灾乐祸，乐极生悲. Oh right, yeah, you know how yeah. Dad always Dad, oh, tells yeah, yeah. Uh, when you become too happy, Yeah, something bad happens. Yeah,
1: <laughs> I swear we grew up with that 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 phrase drummed into us. Like yeah. Dad was my our I'm father just that. never let yeah. us be happy, happy or like enjoy joy. Like w- our household, like nothing was wrong with our household. Obviously, we, we had a very happy childhood, but like it was never a place where we could be ecstatic with joy because yeah. my fa- our father was always like. <laughs> Logisumbe, yeah, Logisumbe know, is I'm like too
0: happy. yeah. Oh, oh Jake, Jake don't lick the, mic, the microphone.
1: Um, yeah, um, something bad will happen, so yeah. don't be like too um, elated. That's yeah, what Dad always like said. Yeah, it, so
0: exactly, that's exactly yeah. what happened. You know, so people...
1: Joe Gardner falls into a manhole, and then um, the whole film changes and shifts because he becomes this little bubble like white soul, soul thing. Yeah, like a yeah. cartoon version of like a little plump doll. <laughs> yeah. Jakey, Jake, sit. Um, okay, you continue. I'm gonna get the treat for them. Okay, yeah, and what happens is the rest of the film we find out like what happens in this other world where like basically the insinuation is that um, Joe Gardner is on his way to heaven, but um, midway through he is like somehow intercepted, um, and then he goes into the other world where babies are made or like the world where like souls are created before they go into human bodies and then it's this journey to try and help another soul find, you know, their thing, like everyone has a thing, this idea that, you know, we're all... Yeah, spark, like we're all put on this earth to do something. Like for me, I truly believe it's writing and I'm Mm -hmm. lucky that I found a passion Mm -hmm. and um, for Helen it's dogs... Hands down, <laughs> um, for Yehudi Menuhin it was violin. You know, for Elon Musk it was going to Mars. Um, for Bill Gates it was making a trillion dollars. For Donald, <laughs> for Donald Trump it was destroying many lives. Um, you know, yeah, everyone has a thing, and mm. it, like I, I watched it with um my partner and a couple of friends mm-hmm. at Kevin's place. Yeah, and like I was just like gripping Andrew like crazy towards the end of the movie because I was like just fucking sobbing, mm-hmm. and then later I kept saying to him. Like, how did you not cry? It was so sad. It was so sad. And he was like, it wasn't sad. And then I kept thinking about it and I realized that I cry when something is really beautiful. Yeah. And that's like, uh, yeah, I just, I never realized that actually, yeah, beauty can make you really, really like, not upset, but like I seriously was just bawling my fucking eyes out. I was was bawling my eyes out. There's a a term for that kind
0: of emotion. I kind of forgot it because I heard it from a podcast um, mentioning this kind of, emotion it's also called like when you've seen something so cute and you make a statement like oh i just want to eat it yeah i want to kill it it. yeah i want to kill it yeah something like (laughs) that yeah what does it mean yeah but i can't i can't i have to probably have to look it up like that that turn anyway but i i don't think i cry as much i i shared a bit of tears but i don't think i cry as much compared to inside out oh my god I think Inside I Out was mm. probably the epic right, really. film for me. Because it talked about a lot of a childhood, mm. the experience of losing stuff mm. and And Helen lost a lot
1: she a child. I <laughs> e dog a dog, one yeah. dog in particular.
0: And just the, the the process of losing innocence I think in Inside Out that really impacted oh, me a right, lot more. Right. But whereas I think Soul I think the objectives of the film was like trying to talk about it also reflects on the you know 2020 how the whole world lived through COVID 19 Mm. and talking about the the importance of like living the moment Mm. and also like the value you really got to consider like the value of being alive because you're essentially exactly the the movie has present joe the the character who doesn't want to be who doesn't want to die, yeah. whereas number twenty two, the soul, who doesn't want to be in alive, a body yeah, yeah, yeah in a yeah. life, yeah.
1: And you know that that character is voiced by Tina, Tina Fey, yeah, so funny, yeah. I didn't know <laughs> that,
0: yeah. So I think essentially it, it really explained that like this this importance of the sensory, emotional, and also the interactions on the life on Earth, the importance of that rather than your true purpose yeah because I think some people will consider that oh yeah I should have a purpose yeah yeah. in your life yeah yeah. like which I think I don't know about other cultures but I think a lot of asian parents or yeah. kind of drew that kind of idea into their kids yeah. saying that you know i bought you in this world yeah. because better you better do to something f- yeah yeah, yeah. No. it's a very
1: capitalistic attitude yeah yeah like yeah, exactly. there's a utilitarian need for mm-hmm. you to do something yeah, yeah. like monetarily or something measurable in order for you to feel like you deserve you to be deserve, alive or you've made it yeah, or yeah there's exactly. a purpose for yeah. it
0: which is I, I can't find it for myself <laughs> <laughs> Even if I'm approaching forty, I think I still I feel like I'm still bumming around every day. And but I you're think, not. But I think at the end of the film, which is something really touched to me, is that it's only the little things in your life, yeah. like the taste of the pizza, oh, the yeah. picking up of the leaves on yeah. front of the ground, yeah, the wind,
1: yeah. the, wind yeah, yeah, the wind in your hair, the wind in your hair.
0: Those are the little things that you really value, Sh- yeah, to cherish, To cherish exactly, yeah. and how you should be feeling alive because of those little essence surrounding you. Yeah. 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 What do you think?
1: Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) I just, I really, I don't think I've cried so much in a film before. It was horrifyingly effective. (laughs) (laughs) And, like, every time I get, like, um, emotional about something, which is basically every two seconds, um, I always think of back to what Garth Greenwell said. Mm -hmm. Um, Garth Greenwell says that he's always suspicious of, any kind of stimulus that makes you feel one way or another, mm-hmm. um, which I really like, I really like that idea. You know, you should be suspicious of you know an ad that makes you feel in exactly. a, a particular way. Yeah. But I swear that movie Soul made me feel like just unbearable uh-huh. um, grief in terms of just like how shockingly astonishing it is that we're alive. Yeah, you know, it really is. A, yeah. Like, and I'm saying this as someone who, you know like I hate when people acknowledge their privilege but I'm about to do it yeah so I'm that that was it I just did it yeah like I'm saying I'm in an able bodied mm-hmm. I've never been raped etc cetera, etc cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. I have a roof over my head the world is a very horrible place to a lot of people mm-hmm. but it's also got a lot of beauty and I think mm-hmm. this movie Soul really captures that latter part this that the idea that there is beauty at the end of the day. Yeah, yeah, that's very and true. And I find that just so emotional. I find that yeah, really film emotional. film really achieved its yeah, purpose, yeah. the objectives for yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay, um, um, let's talk about another film that you have on your um, list there.
0: Oh, okay. I just want to quickly talk about Knives Out. Oh, yeah. I watched um, it. I loved it. I've watched a movie last weekend oh, while okay. our youngest was staying over at her grandparents'. So we can actually watch it i was gonna mm-hmm. like cause she called in the middle of the film i mm-hmm. called before she was going to bed mm-hmm. and she said what are you guys doing i, I was gonna say oh we're watching an adult film <laughs> and mm. i stopped myself i said oh we're watching a murder mystery film yeah <laughs> mm. yeah and i don't think that she understand the term adult film but yeah i stopped myself saying that because i thought that oh that's probably not the right correct yeah, how to yeah. describe it yeah yeah it's just a film that is probably not appropriate for her mm. um so it's a usual i think it's like a Christie agatha type of murder crime narratives yeah mm. i like surround it again who done it like yeah um rich white families fighting over an old mans inheritance I, I found it a bit uh funny that they add a bit of uh diversity of the character um what was her name i can't i can't remember her name now martha or Marta?
1: Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, that's yeah. the hot girl. The the hot young. The nurse. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, the nurse who What's her what's her um what's the actress's name? Anna Anna someone, someone or other. Yeah. She she I just found out by Who Week I, I got my Who Weekly delivered <laughs> today and I found out that she and Ben Affleck, the most famous oh. pandemic couple, have broken up. Oh, okay. They were dating during the pandemic. They were massive, <laughs> but apparently they're broken up. Yeah. Oh, okay. So I think it's entertaining, but I think that's about it. Oh I my can't... god, I fucking loved it. I think it's I loved funny. it so much. And you know, how I've yeah. seen it like three times. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I which love bit, it. Which why? Why do you think it's it's so good? Attractive. To um, you? because it's like really saying it's shedding on rich people. It's shitting on like yeah. class. It's a really class. Yeah. It's basically a moral. The director's trying to make a moral story about how like rich people are all fuckwits. Um, I'm not saying that I like that story, but um, I just think it was so well done. Mm-hmm. Like how it, um, I really liked the character of um, Marta. Mm-hmm. I thought it was really funny. I thought all the characters were interesting in their own way. Chris yeah. Evans was probably the low light of the film. <laughs> Excuse me, <laughs> Chris Evans. I love Chris Evans, but um, Billy says that my love for Chris Evans is basic because he's so basic. <laughs> yeah, he's not the greatest actor, but he's oh. hot. Yeah, I really liked it. I like that a woman. Came out at the end, the winner.
0: Yeah, the the, the final scene where she stands on yeah. the balcony, balcony. Yeah, looking, looking holding down, the cup. Yeah, looking down to the rest yeah, of the, the family, family yeah. who will be evicted from yeah. there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That it's was so great. Funny. Jamie Lee
1: Curtis is great. Yeah, I know, I um, love her. Yeah, um, she just... Um, Tony Collette is fantastic <laughs> in there. It's
0: just so... Do you know yeah. in a film that she said that she's like a founder of the what's it called like a skincare yeah. flame or yeah. something like that yeah. apparently there's a mock-up <laughs> website for
1: that's so funny <laughs> yeah
0: yeah so i think they're taking a the piss out of i don't know goodness paltrow yeah, yeah and all those influences yeah yeah it's true
1: yeah okay. let's take a break okay let's take a break and we'll be right back okay so we're back uh, this week I usually don't um read The Guardian at all, but somehow um Elfie Scott's op ed about um moving <laughs> outside of the city onto into Regional Regional way. Australia, like by the beach, by the way, I have to say. Mm-hmm. Um, had made it onto my feed somewhere along my social media feed. I don't know where, I don't remember. But I read it and I was like super my first response was like, I'm so angry and mm-hmm. I don't know why. And I like started sending it to all my friends, including yeah. Helen, <laughs> and like asking them for their opinions. I think I sent it to Helen first because like here was a story about a woman who, who says like she's a woman of colour and mm-hmm. that she lives in rural, a rural part of the state and that she's experiencing racism. Mm-hmm. And then Helen, you know, Helen, I don't know how but much Helen um, yeah. has talked about it on this podcast, but, you know, Helen lives in, on the Central Coast where mm-hmm. it's very white and yeah. helen and i were ba- were asians appearing asian pairing. Um, and so like i read it but like my first response was even before before even before i actually googled what elfie scott looks like uh-huh. i was like um a little annoyed by the fact that she it sounded like she was whining about the fact that she get stared no 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 she was wh- like she talked about um moving to a beachside place like from uh-huh. one like she, she said that she from the for inner the inner west, west yeah, yeah, um, and she had to move somewhere else outside because of the pandemic, and but well, I was, it was a cheaper rent, right, yeah, yeah. but I was thinking like um, you still were able to afford a beachside and you apartment. still get to keep your job, like you are allowed
0: to work from home. You're not like an essential yeah. worker that needs to turn up. And my dog's, like, whining at
1: the moment. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. and um, yeah. So I found that, like, super aggravating. But then um, I, I feel like such a bitch. But anyway, I'm going on a rant. <laughs> um, but then I looked up Elfie Scott and she's, like, fucking hot. And yeah. I was like, okay, why don't you admit also that you have hot privilege as well? Mm. Like, mm. I'm like, I'm not saying that, that she should have done that. But I'm just like, I don't know. There's something about, like, when a super hot but white passing person complains about something. Like, I'm not dismissing her. I'm not dismissing what she said. Really, I'm not. But just something about that um, op-ed really rubbed me off the wrong way. And then anyway, I sent it to my friends and all of them were like, yeah, she makes a good point. She makes a good point. And then I started to think maybe I'm just like a a luxus. Yeah, maybe I'm a luxus. I must be a luxus Mm. because like I just, I'm always suspicious of really good looking people.
0: Well, the the friends that you send to are they people of color? Yes, yeah, yeah, totally. Why would I send it to a white person? Okay, I'm not quite sure about how your friends feel, but when you send it to me, I think there's a couple of points that I I reply to you, Mm. including that there's a reason that a lot of regional um, people dislike people from metropolitan areas. Mm -hmm. Like, for example, you know, fighting for resources that's one thing because. For one, we know how difficult it is to find a rental place now because during pandemics, a lot of people return to Australia and the rent prices has just gone skyrocket. Mm. And I think a lot of regional residents don't like um, metropolitan people moving to the so-called, it's like a home area for them because what I'm trying to say is that you know it's like someone invading your right your area yeah, yeah yeah and you don't want them to kind of ruin or
1: gentrify whatever that has already been there the values etc um yeah because um towns outside yeah. of big cities are not used to the confluence of like transitory yeah, um, populations yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah whereas like cities people come and go um rural towns people are not used to that yeah and so yeah. they but but what is it about her being a woman of color that they feel threatened about because yeah, I, because they're not used to people like well, that's, us, right? I don't think it's the people of
0: color. I don't really consider it's a skin color because oh, okay. when you told me about her Instagram, I, I
1: look it up Yeah, and, and she's white passing. She's white passing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. there's
0: nothing. I don't think it's about her skin color because I don't get stared at. I and think, you are not white passing. Yeah, I'm not white passing. I think I feel like people get stared mm-hmm. at is how they dress, how they behave. Is the more the two elements Mm -hmm. that will attract people's attention. Mm. So when you, like, I spoke to Jesse before we start recording. (laughs) I I saw a girl who was wearing PE Nation a couple of months ago at the entrance. At the entrance, and you don't get the locals wearing wearing a hundred dollar t shirt over there. That that woman
1: obviously was taking a day trip from Pops Point where she usually lives. Yeah.
0: (laughs) So um, I think it, it creates kind of like a uncomfortable sense for the locals right yeah it's like you don't really fit in here that's why they stare at you yeah yeah exactly it's not because your skin color i mean i don't get like i sometimes i get mistaken i think i um i get mistaken by if i'm a local of central coast or not Uh, there was once that uh my husband and i were asked when we were crossing the road this random guy like, you know, where you're waiting for the light and there's this guy just came up and said, oh, you know, it's so hot today and things like that. Mm-hmm. And people of the regional areas are more aware of outsiders yeah. during pandemic because, you know, there's a lot of restrictions and they worry about people. Of course, this is kind of like selfishness, but the regional people, they worry about metropolitan people bring virus.
1: Yeah, get, yeah. I mean,
0: it's not discriminative, but it's... Also down to human nature. Yeah. So they ask us, oh, so are you from, are you are you local or mm-hmm. where you're from? And we say, oh, we're just like 10 minutes from here. Yeah, we're just yeah. getting something to eat. And Why like, did you
1: to have to say that? <laughs> yeah. Don't fucking justify anyone. Oh
0: my God. It's just so funny. Because the guy, you can tell that he's local. Yeah. But because we were probably in jeans and, I don't know, we were not in singlets, I guess. Yeah. And then again, at the eatery, we were asked again, Oh, are you here for the day trip? I'm like, uh, no, we're, we're here. we yeah. just living here. Yeah.
1: That's so, so insulting. I would find that, was, that was funny. Funny. super yeah. insulting. Um, by the way, we're not dissing Elfie Scott. Like, mm. we're not. I'm just like trying to. I'm just like. It sounds like I am, obviously. Yeah, <laughs> but like I'm just like thinking maybe you are stared at because um you're fucking hot, and maybe because where you live mm. um which Helen figured out somewhere north of Wollongong um. Pretty much a very yeah nice yeah it's a really nice area, area right yeah, yeah. Um, rather more, affluent uh, yeah, I'd affluent say rather of, affluent yeah, yeah. Um, and um, I'm like um, don't go on Instagram like I checked out her Instagram I'm like <laughs> don't go on Instagram and just like post amazing pictures of you you and your like backyard right which is literally like the most scenic beautiful landscape of beaches every day and then go on the Guardian don't and bitch about the and area. then complain about like oh I'm I'm experiencing yeah. racism it's like um, you're showing off how amazing racism. your life is Yeah. like you're, you're boasting about how amazing your life is and your hot boyfriend on Instagram and then you go on to like a quote unquote um, laudable respectable mm. site like the Guardian and say uh, uh, um, little poor me I'm so hot and I'm so like um, I'm just so able bodied um, and white passing but you know I still experience racism I'm like maybe mm. because um, people in North Wollongong there's not many hot people in North Wollongong <laughs> right and like where she lives Uh, I also sent this uh, article to a friend of mine who lives with me um Mm -hmm. near me in Redfern yeah and he's a person of color and he said he's a racialized person sorry I I don't want to use a good word person of color and he said um often he has experienced like racism within in a city city of as well so it's not yeah because he said like Elfie Scott's um uh article kind of paints the This picture of inner west of Sydney being this utopia for racialized people—it's not true at all. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: I think you experience racism everywhere, and she just kind of localized it in the way that because it happened to her Mm. when she moved to a regional area during the pandemic. Yeah, I think there's a lot of other reasons within that, and I think at the at the end of her um, writing that she said that oh don't don't complain something along like don't complain because uh, there's no enough people of color in the regional area because we're not really being accepted. Yeah, I don't think that's the fact because the past five six years I'm seeing a lot more uh, ethnicities moving well at least to around my areas, which is good. You know, there's a, a a a pro a progress of creating a more multicultural community around you know Central Coast. Mm. Um, I think it's because some people of color refuses to move out of their comfort zone yeah like um for example because i know some of my friends that when they first heard me moving up to the coast and they're saying like oh how inconvenient that could Mm. be you know where am i going to get this food uh how are you going to make new friends again Mm. it's like um i'm saying like but i get all this space it's the space that i want Mm. i don't want to be just really being confined within the metropolitan area and
1: being constrained right yeah yeah yeah. Such. yeah yeah yeah. interesting um i yeah I, I was thinking back to my own um like I, I i went to another friend about this article and she was like mm-hmm. yeah like she's asian and she's like it's just rather superfluous this article <laughs> and i was like yeah i guess i shouldn't get all riled up over it um but yeah, I think I'm just a luxus. Like, I'm always <laughs> suspicious of really good-looking people. Which, you know, might not work to my advantage. Because they, they always get advantages. I think, yeah. oh, yeah, hot privilege yeah. is something that people it's don't talk about. It's the fact. Seriously. It's yeah. the fact. There's yeah. white privilege, there's class privilege, there's able-bodied privilege. People don't talk about hot, hot privilege. privilege. That's yeah. a thing, that, and that's massive. Yeah. That's something that I just like. I think obviously I talk about it because I feel like I don't have hot privilege. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I'm just whining myself. I'm just as bad as Elfie Scott. <laughs> She's also got a hot name. Yeah, it's not fair.
0: Yeah.
1: And that is at the end of Jesse Two's rant, <laughs> which I'm sure I'll get like a hundred haters on my, like social medias, like ranting, like screaming at me. But yeah, come come at me. Um, okay. I'm also like never on Twitter anymore. So, (laughs) okay, so so let's take a break, and we're gonna come back and talk about um, what's coming up next Tuesday, which Helen remind us all what Australia is um, giving us a public holiday for.
0: It's called Invasion Day. Very
1: good, very good Invasion Day. We're gonna come home, come back, and talk about Invasion Day and what we think has in 2021 what it means. We'll be right back. Okay, and we're back. So um, the move to change the date of Australia Day um, mm-hmm. always gains momentum around yes. this time of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, and it feels a bit tiring, to be honest. Um, I think that it's about time that um, the basic necessities to change the day is, mm-hmm. is done. Um, uh, what I'm going to do now is basically like go through some notes that my friend... James Supple, who works for Mm -hmm. Solidarity, um, sent me uh, this article by Lucy Honan. And um, so a lot of these ideas are hers. So she writes in this amazing article, um, was published um, two years ago. Okay. Um, So she says, um, in the last few years, Melbourne councils have voted to either not recognise Australia Day on the Mm -hmm. 26th of January or to move (coughs) citizenship ceremonies to a different date. Yep. Um, Melbourne being the most like progressive city in Australia. Um, Hobart City Council is encouraging has been encouraging councillors to participate in um that year's Invasion Day March and the Triple J's Hottest One Hundred was shifted um yes. that the that year to, to the... the fourth weekend of January. Okay. And so like a lot of things have, have been happening. Um, a lot of momentum has been gathering, like people on social media, like mm. and I guess since like six months, six, seven months ago when Black Lives Matter and all those protests yes. happened, it's become a much more bigger oh, well, you know, yeah, so yeah about indigenous about rights it. and all that yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but what Lucy Honan says in this article is like really interesting and um, and like um, she talks about how Australian capitalism needs racism to justify the dispossession and the ongoing poverty inflicts on mm-hmm. Aboriginal people. Yep. and it kind of made me think about. Um, like my friends and I had this long conversation after mm-hmm. the dry about. Okay. I'm pretty sure I'm not spoiling anything because people should have read the dry by now. <laughs> it's like been released ages ago, but you know how Ellie, the woman who, the girl who, like is murdered, who is killed, like in um Eric Banner's past. Mm-hmm. Aaron, Aaron's his name, Aaron Faulkner or something. So um, it's it's found out at the end that she um, was abused by her father. Mm-hmm. And then my friend, one of my friends, he was like, "Oh, it's very much like the Jasper Jones um, uh, storyline." So apparently, there's incest in in or incest also in Jasper Jones. Mm-hmm. And uh, we were just like, "What is it with like Australian stories and this idea of incest?" And I like the one thing that I really makes my skin crawl is the idea of incest and like that just just the really from
0: coming I mean, from yeah the usually it's a
1: father yeah. yeah um and like and i was like what is it about australian stories that are lot, often like they use incest as a way to talk about trauma and um my genius of a friend said that there's there's this maybe it's this idea that um because we can't confront stories about like slavery or genocide right um they displace that uh trauma onto a more private Mm
0: -hmm. patriarchal
1: family nuclear story about Mm -hmm. one man abusing like a daughter Mm -hmm. and like so that we can actually hate on someone because Mm -hmm. like we as a society are collectively unable and unwilling to face the trauma that white colonialists have imposed Mm -hmm. collectively on a group of aboriginal people Mm -hmm. and i thought that was just that's a very amazing insight that's a very brilliant read yeah, yeah yeah exactly because such an amazing hot take right i think we
0: are uh, as a like if you talk about over australia there's still a lot of people that doesn't know about the actual history or the past of the colonialism mm. from you know the what 1788 26 mm. of january you know people say that yeah it's the first fleet but i don't think it's the first fleet there was already previously arrived in australia but that's the that's the actual day that who 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 settled the Captain Cook. Captain Cook, yeah, whoever actually, that was, <laughs> and actually like the the formal settlement starts at on that day. And what Tony Abbott has said about Western civilization, it's very ironic because in a way that he's saying that this land has been has not been civilized before the arrival of the white people mm. is that what he's trying to say because um indigenous tribes they already have their own very civilized way of living yeah. even before the arrival arrival of Britain, British you know colonial um yeah and i think it's just a way that like you said uh, a lot of people either have no knowledge about the genocides and massacres and the continuation of the incarnation of the indigenous people, the dead youth as well. Mm. And the whole system is just very fucked because um, no one or at least very few people want to talk about it. Yeah. And because it's such a – it's a national shame, to be honest. I, I would consider that a national shame and – the politicians there's not enough politicians that want to stand up and talk about yeah, it, yeah, yeah, they don't want to see the transparency because it's just they consider it's a shame, I think I mean we had sorry day, but since then, yeah. what else has been changed, mm. you
1: know, I think yeah. I mean, um, like Lucy Honan she says, you know change day is not enough, mm-hmm. I agree with her, um, yeah, but that doesn't mean we don't want it, like step number one is just like. Mm-hmm. Recognizing the trauma that was inflicted on Indigenous people. Yeah, exactly. So changing the date is mm-hmm. step number one. It's like a prelude to actual real change, mm-hmm. like re- real change to the system yeah, yeah. of what's going on and the way white supremacy works in Australia against mm-hmm. black and brown people.
0: Yeah, because a lot of people who doesn't who just doesn't get it think that yeah we we can consider that twenty sixth of January is a day of inclusive which is not and diversity. Yes, the diversity is there, but Mm. it's not inclusive when you don't recognise other people's pain and other people's trauma. And I think um, Lydia Thorpe has um, said pretty well that she said that we ask all Australians to join us in acknowledging January 26th as a day of respectful reflection and mourning for those who had died fighting for the country. Mm. When Aboriginal people speak up about the realities of colonisation, often response to this reality is the same you know casual and collective denial that tells us our lives don't matter i think it's very important and it's not inclusive like every i hate people using the word inclusive it's not happening in australia when you say inclusive but it's actually divisive yeah yeah like there's a system is there we're still overlooking about a lot of a lot of issues of indigenous people their health um their welfare their education and the people in the regional areas they're not getting enough resources but being exploited by a lot of corporations taking up their natural resources it's not inclusive
1: mm. yeah yeah so on that note <laughs> um what what do you guys have planned um, I think I'm not qualified to speak for
0: indigenous people but you know we talk about this issue because um, I know there's a lot of Asians out there who does not have the background story like for example if you're newly migrant you know you would often fall for the kind of like the trope that the government has set up mm. and the narratives around aboriginals you know like they're the welfare takers they yeah. don't work they're bludgers that kind of shitty um, trope Yeah, and uh, again, you know, Asians do have a lot
1: of stigma towards people with skin. Darker skin. Darker skin, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. And... Like someone in our family who told your <laughs> daughter, oh, everything looks great on her because her skin is white. So pathetic. Yeah. It's not pathetic, it was just like kind of discriminatory. <laughs> yeah, and
0: I think we we need to acknowledge that we are the same but we were not given the same opportunities and we need to know and see how <laughs> We can, like, at least for me as a, as a parent, that I know that I need to educate my kids and talking about the realities and the histories mm. of what had happened. You know, I don't want them to know the history that is being taught by white people or written by white people. I mm. want them to read the history that has been actually written by the actual people who has been oppressed yeah, yeah, yeah. and sharing the experience. Yeah. You know rather yeah. than the ones who has been lived their privileged life and talking down on yeah. those oppressed people yeah, yeah. um i our local bakery um, burn honey uh, who continuously has supported b o m and indigenous groups. They have um, suggested a couple of actions. Oh, awesome. Okay, let's hear it. For example, like showing up on the rallies on Invasion Day. Mm-hmm. Um, the second ones, I don't totally agree, but it's essential again. Uh, they say that, you know, support um, through social media, sharing, things like that. I know it's kind of performative, but again, it's it needed... The contents are needed because the importance is there to flood the algorithm to raise the awareness, awareness yeah. overall. Yeah, yeah, good point. Yeah, and also of course shop at indigenous business. Mm. I'm sure at this time if you don't know indigenous business, just look it up mm. and support them. And, yeah, yeah. You know, perhaps talk to the owner, ask them about their story, where they come from.
1: You know, you know, story sharing is important. Yeah. Mm. Now my question is, is this bakery good? Yes. Do they have sourdough? Yes, they do have sourdough. <laughs> yeah. Some some bakeries don't have sourdough. It's very strange. That's a very snobby thing of me to say. <laughs> Okay, so before
0: we go, um, I always just want to mention and reply to one of our listeners' DMs. Cool. Um, it's a DM from Ella. She was asking me about <laughs> the debacle of uh, Uncle Roger, uh, the persona who is played by who is played by Ng. Mm-hmm. So if you haven't, I'm sure by now everyone knows Uncle Roger. I know Jessie too doesn't because she doesn't follow the comedy part <laughs> and she hates it. <laughs> So Nigel who is is the person who is a comedian, uh, Malaysian British British I think mm-hmm. yeah he's a Malaysian back he's got Malaysian background anyway so he plays Uncle Raja, who has uh, become rather famous because he was was criticizing on the BBC egg fry rice. Oh right yeah, 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 yeah. The, the video yeah yeah. yeah yeah anyway so he had recently made a video collaborating with Mike Chen, mm. apparently this is another food blogger in U.S. about ugly dumplings. But I think within 24 hours, the video was removed from uh, Nigel's platform because yes. he came out and made a public statement on Weibo, yeah. which is the Chinese social every, media. Yeah, everyone knows that. Yeah. yeah, about that he feel like it's uh, inappropriate uh, content that's coming out from Mike Chen about... Kind of like anti-ccp so it kind of snowboard into this reaction of his uh fans and also fans of mike Chen saying that oh why is it why is he why is nagel against uh pro-ccp actually he yeah. were asking questioning him that whether or not that he was <laughs> that he was actually supporting um communist china or mm. it was he uh, people are start asking that is he earning money from China? Is that why he taken down right, right. the video? Um, my thoughts are that I don't really know the real story, and this actually lack of transparency. Like mm-hmm. some argues that maybe Nigel still have families in China oh, right, for right. the yeah. the safety sake. Yeah, 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 that he doesn't want <laughs> you yeah. know criticize China that much. Yeah, 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 um, I don't follow either Nigel or Mike. I do listen to one of Nigel's podcasts um, occasionally, but I do feel sorry for his co-host because sometimes if one host has been dragged into a controversy, yeah, the other yeah, one will get suffers. affected. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and I don't follow Mike as well because uh, as far as I know, I think he's a Falun Gong follower. What do you have against Falun Gong? I, I feel like it's a religion and cult. Yeah, if that's everyone, for another episode. Yeah, that's for another episode. A longer debate. But if anyone who's interested, you can just look up um, Foreign Correspondent, I think it was ABC. Yeah. Yeah. They had a rather deep investigation into Falun Gong and the connection of Trump support. On well, the last year's actually. Oh, really yeah. interesting. I didn't know that there was a link between them. Yeah, so I, I'm never like, I really dislike cults, and from yeah. that program, they kind of exposed a lot of shitty stuff. Yeah, right. Them, so. Speaking
1: of cults, just to finish <laughs> up this episode, um, last night I started watching Seduced on stand because uh-huh. my friend Kyle was telling me if I <laughs> want to know more about like um, cults and especially Nexium, you know, the famous oh, okay. cult that everyone knows uh-huh. about, um, I should watch it. So I watched it at like midnight really late when oh. I got home from their place. And I have to say, like, uh, yeah, I might rant about it some other time, but it's just, it was just so, it really just made me keep thinking, I'm so glad I had normal parents.
0: Oh, yeah, really. that's true. Yeah. It is just I think
1: a lot of oh followers, they
0: c- it continues from parent to yeah. child. There's well, a system, there's a cycle in it that they continue that kind of, I wouldn't say abuse, but. No, but just, the thing is, like, a lot of people who get
1: sucked into cults, um, have some sort of like lack in their lives yeah and I, I just feel really yeah. and also not just that i mean like i'm so glad that i have parents who told me to be skeptical like that's the yes. one thing that my yeah. father really taught me yeah. that is just Our so Dad. even though that best, we read about him. yeah just like so glad my, my father and my mother are just like really like never trust what people tell you Like, it's yeah. it's just i cannot believe how important that lesson is if you have kids yeah exactly all right, okay. let's wrap it up because this dog it. wants to go out. <laughs>
0: yeah, Jake's just been whinging the whole episode. Yeah. All right, once again, thank you to our listeners. Remember to subscribe to our podcast on Spotify, Google, and Apple. We're now on Acast. If you have enjoyed the show, please give us the rating of five stars and share with your friends on social media. We're now on Acast support, so if you like, please support our show by buying us a coffee and a chai latte you can find our updates on facebook and instagram just search asian beaches down under we welcome discussions and feedbacks so we'll chat to you next time Bye. bye